Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now, you want to chime in, you want to get involved anytime over the next 120 minutes, you can find us. Questions, comments, concerns, reactions, on the Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body. Arthur Motes. You, you, like, you like Guns N' Roses, right? I mean, I do happen to have a shirt on that has Guns N' Roses. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that. You actually do. <laughs> no exaggeration. Well, it's because you're wearing that nice jacket, too. Yeah, right? no exaggeration. That is hilarious. I, I swear I didn't see that shirt. Arthur Motes shirt on, bro. has a Guns N' Roses so, shirt so, so, on yes, right now. Yes, there's a strong possibility that I have heard of that group and so, am a fan of them. You know, they have a famous song, Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, yes. I mean, it's a classic. Uh, Axl Rose has a line in that song where mm-hmm. he says, Where do we go? Where do we go now? Mm-hmm. Arthur Motes. Where do we go? Where do we go now after these last two weeks? And and honestly, a, a little bit dating further back than that even. Yeah. Um, similar situation we were in last week uh, in terms of looking in the mirror, addressing these issues. Similar situation. Nothing new, honestly. That's the beauty of it. I mean, we talk about last night's performance. It looked very similar to the week prior against Washington. Let's be real about it. We said that uh, up front versus Washington, they didn't blitz. They were able to generate pressure, and then they played really good coverage on the back end and tackled the catch. That was what they did, but they, uh, they implemented more of a zone to combat the underneath passes. They zoned it up, let you throw the underneath, and just tackle the catch. Buffalo did a similar thing, except they just played man, and so from there, instead of having to tackle the catch, a lot of times they were a lot more competitive at the catch point, which is why they had the PBUs that they had. But we also saw a little bit of success that the Steelers had because of the picking route combinations, how Juju was able to get open a couple of times due to that. But the issues were still the same in terms of we have to find out, okay, what can we do when we don't have the short intermediate passing attack? Can we stretch the field and complete passes? Two weeks in a row now, we weren't able to do that. Two weeks in a row now, we weren't able to generate a field-flipping penalty. Then for the – not even the second week, this is however many weeks in a row now, the running game was non-existent. Mm-hmm. Now, I will commend the team because they did put forth an effort to run the ball. We did see them in terms of James. I think he had about 10 carries mm-hmm. on the ground. We I, I was impressed by them at least – sticking with it the problem was I thought O-line wise they got banged up once Matt Fowler went out Matt Fowler goes out Dotson comes in I thought the, the running game picked up a little bit once Dotson got in but then he went out you know a couple series later so you never really got a chance to build upon that and then from there you bring in uh, J.C. Hassener and then on the outside at right tackle Chooks goes down for a little while so bring in Hawkins yeah I just felt like at across the board yeah just up front man we weren't able to be as healthy as we would have liked to and that was that per, that helped out or it it helped hurt us <laughs> as it pertains to the running game uh in that particular matchup last night but as a whole i don't think anything happened that was 
different than what we've seen in terms of what this team has struggled with. We're very pass heavy. Mm-hmm. We're very reliant upon big play, whether it's big play pass completion or big play defensive pass interference, which we did not get on either side. And then we turned the ball over that equated to not only losing a possession, but we actually gave up points before halftime with the pick six. Those were the things, but that's not new to us. We weren't, I mean, outside of the pick six and the the jump ball pick, anything I just said different than what we said last week against Washington was the exact same scenario. Or the uh, short week before against the the, the Ravens. It's the the exact second time against Baltimore. Exact same scenario. And when you play good teams, but you continue to have the same issues, people get a formula for you. Mm -hmm. We talk about, hey, man, if you're going to have an issue, you need to correct it soon, right? You need to have new problems each and every week. This isn't a new problem. This is the exact same problem that we've been talking about for multiple weeks. This is the same problem that when we spoke on it before, it was met with, well, we're undefeated. We can do this. Just keep throwing the ball. We are fine. Now you're seeing when you face two teams that are playing good ball as a team and one team that in Buffalo we thought were, I mean, very talented and and matched up with us very well. Now you see why it's so significant. Now you see why – it's a difference between codding and patting on the back when they face adversity, even though they were winning versus what we were talking about up here when we're like, hey, I don't care if they're undefeated. These are glaring issues. These are holes. And just because they're beating teams that don't have the personnel to take advantage of that does not mean that that hole does not exist. That does not mean that when you face a team that is fully capable or equally matched that you're going to be able to get away with that. And we've seen that now with these past two games. Now, this next game is going to be drastically different because of their situation. But the two following that and then the playoffs, oh, it's going to be similar situations if we don't address this if we don't get this fixed we talked about drop passes for how long this year mm-hmm. we saw that the first two series now and granted shout out to coach Simon, a man of his word he did bench him <laughs> which i do think helped him because in the second half when he came back around he made some plays but you just see the the, the same stuff reoccurring the same issues popping up multiple times and that's the recipe for disaster from a long-term standpoint we talked a lot about the three games in 12 days ahead of Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. These three games in 12 days have kind of all felt like one long game. Yeah. You know, a, a, mm-hmm. a, like you said, a lot of the same issues, a lot of the shortcomings, a lot of the uh, things that have been exposed, It it's kind of felt like you're watching the same game three weeks in a row. You have 12 days, three games in a row now here. That's the concern. Now – the good part is, like you just touched on, it's right there in front of you. Um, and you can't deny it anymore. And and maybe in a weird way now, uh, not being in the driver's seat in terms of the first round bye mm-hmm. in the number one seed, it, it gives you even less uh, things to focus on other than the issues, the housekeeping that needs done right in front of you. Yeah, Look, without a doubt, man. Like, like, forget the seeding, right? Mm-hmm. That was nice to worry about for a long time. Yeah. Forget that now. It doesn't matter if you're the one seed or you're the seven seed. If you go into January playing like this. I, I, now, I did have a couple questions um, with that, though, in, in particular, because I have what I'm thinking, but I wanted to get your idea on this. What's more important right now? So, obviously, I don't value the, the one seed the same right now i understand the bye week is important but there's some ways that we could work around that right now that's true just in terms like resting players these last couple of games but what i want to know is this what's more important to you because right now 
tonight we're going to know a lot more, but Baltimore and Cleveland for the division is huge. Baltimore wins tonight, obviously that changes things. We lock up the division. There's no worries. Right. Then you can go with what I would like to do in terms of these last couple of games, start looking into resting players because the seeding home field versus on the road. Unless you get the one seed, it doesn't matter because you're not getting a significant. and and home field has never been less. But but what I want to know is if Cleveland wins tonight and now this continues going, do you value winning the division over health? Because that's the scenario it's going to come down to. Obviously, we both have, what, two games remaining for the division in terms of them playing Baltimore tonight, and then they have us at the end. We got Cincinnati uh, next week, and then we have right. uh, Cleveland at the end. So, to me, that's what I want to know. Now, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully Baltimore takes care of business tonight, then we don't even have to worry about that scenario. But if they were to win tonight, hmm. talking about Cleveland, how do you value winning the division now? It's a good question. You know what? Because it's a similar scenario. <laughs> it's a, it, I mean, very similar, but now it affects us even more so in just in terms of not only are you losing the division, you're losing it to Cleveland on top of it, right? And we know how we feel about Cleveland. Arthur Motes, I'm impressed. Um, in the last wait, 14, 16 hours here, I've thought about a lot of different things with this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, maybe the only thing that I hadn't pondered yet. I was because the whole time I was I'm thinking, I'm the impressed. whole time I was thinking, I'm like, I, I miss a scenario. We could just rest our guys these last couple of games. You play oh, them, geez. you're still going to compete, but you, you, you know, all right. Let, let me get these guys out after the third. Let me get these guys out at this point. Whatever is happening, cool. But when you start talking about the division still being up for grabs right now, which it very much is, if Cleveland wins tonight, that division is very much still up for grabs going into that home stretch, man. I still would say that I want to win the division. I would put some onus on that. And you know why? Because you don't want to have to see the Chiefs potentially in the second. Like, you still yes. don't want to have to see the Chiefs until the AFC Championship. Right. If you at least win the division, that'll lock you in as the third or fourth seed, which in turn, you know the first two weeks, you're not you going to see those you guys. You want to win. Because for the first round matchup, I'm with you. It might not matter. It might right. just be the difference of between, that okay, second we're playing one, in Pittsburgh or yeah. we're playing in Cleveland. That second one could be big. If you're, instead of being a three or four seed, you're coming in here as a, a six no. seed. Seven seed, yeah. Now you might potentially in that second round have to go see right. them. That's where I would come yeah. down. Now maybe I maybe, agree with you on maybe that. I'm thinking a little too far in advance, right? Because I mean, hey, if you're gonna have to face the Chiefs, you're gonna have to face the Chiefs at some point. Anyways. But at the same time, you don't want to. I mean, if you don't have to face them in the wild card round, why face them in the wild card round, right? Right. Let's be real. Like I think <laughs> I think all of us, right, as, as Pittsburgh Penguins fans during that run, like it would we would have been cool with playing the Capitals in the conference finals instead right, right. of the second round every Correct. year. Like, 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 maybe like, it's that same kind yeah, of mindset. Absolutely, because at least you know once we get through this, we know where we're at. Right. Whereas right. you play them in the second round. It's like all bets are off. All yeah, right. it's like, all right, we survived it. Now what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. we still got action. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that, I yeah. think so. I, like I said, I thought about a lot of things with this team over the last 16 hours. That's maybe the one thing I hadn't pondered yet. But I think, yeah, I think you still want um, – you want to not have to travel as much, even though, like we said, home field has never meant less. Yeah. You still would rather not travel, and you still I mean, would rather not see. We saw even see. yesterday where they traveled the day of the game too. How about that, right? Right. That that was that was different. Right. That, that was, was different. very different. Man. That was different. So again, less travel, and then maybe you know you make the Chiefs have to play a team like uh, like the Ravens mm-hmm. or or the Browns in the second round, as opposed to you potentially having to play Kansas City. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Arthur Motes. Where do we go? Where do we go? Have you ever now? heard of that group called uh, Guns N' Roses? Oh, 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 you, you, you heard of them? Go, As I'm just oh, casually wearing a whole Guns N' Roses fit, but it's cool. All right. Oh, where do we go now? Wow, ow, 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 ow. 
we got a bunch of tweets rolling in here. Keep those coming. At Wesley Euler, at the body 52. The body. We'll start to hit those on the other side. We got a whole bunch to get to. We got to talk about the offensive line. We got to talk about Ben. Got to talk about mounting injuries all over the team. <laughs> is the sky falling chicken but little? other than that, I mean, Is the sky falling chicken little? It's sunshine and rainbows here on the program today. We will, though. Uh, this is a promise that we always make, Arthur Motes. Whether 11-0, whether 0-11, we will always laugh. We will always smile. We will always have some fun on the show. That is our... Our mission statement? Our modus operandi. Is that our mission statement as a show? Is that our thesis statement as a show? One of those two. We'll Whichever fi- one you want it to be. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out going forward it's a here. It's M.O. <laughs> uh, keep those tweets rolling in. We will also uh, continue to discuss that that big one tonight. Baltimore and Cleveland. Uh, Monday night football. I tell you what. We waited all day for Sunday night and Monday night. Best two games, most important two games of the week. Last night, Steelers and Buffalo. Tonight, Cleveland and Baltimore. So the football talk will continue. Uh, You've got an hour and 45 minutes left with us here. So get those questions, comments, concerns, reactions in as uh, for the second straight week. We are uh, uh, dissecting a defeat after 11 straight weeks of, of not having to face this beast. The, uh, the conversation continues. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right. Vent therapy is now in session. Mm-mm-mm. Dr. Motes is in the building. I don't know. What does that make me? Assistant Dr. Euler? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see if I'm if I'm the master surgeon. I'm you're like, like the, phagi- the physician. Yeah, physician's, physician's assistant. There you go. There we go. There we go. There we go. I can't say that. Physicians. That's always one of those words. Physicians. Is a physician. Physicians. Say that five times fast. Can, can I get the root of origin? Could you use it in a <laughs> sentence? <laughs> use it in a sentence, please. Is that a verb? Is that a noun? <laughs> Where, where's Where's the origin? Oh, Greek. All right. Huh. P. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Uh, Motsi, we got a lot of tweets here, a lot of different questions from uh, from the Steelers Nation. So let's uh, let's get to some of these as we roll along here. Hey, Trent. man, that's the beauty of today, man. Let's get, get them the therapy they need. That's right. That's what we're here for. We all get through this together. We're all figuring this out together. Uh, Trenton tweets, given the Steelers' woes of late, is there still hope for a deep playoff run or a Super Bowl run, given the injuries? And the recent offensive performances, can Coach T give this team a confidence boost? I mean, in terms of... I, I think there's there's some yeah. things to balance here. There, um, there are. Man, the injuries are really adding up. There's no denying that. There is a fine line, I think, Arthur Motes, between using injuries as an excuse... Correct. ...and when they get to and such a point that right. it, it's just the reality of the situation. Um, if if yeah. maybe right, if you're just down Devin Bush still, that would be you'd, be, you'd be seeking yes. comfort. You'd be using yes. that as an excuse. But man, but yesterday, yes, the injuries was have piled up on both sides. On both like, sides of the football, I felt like defensively we had it a lot more going into the game. We were fairly healthy. Obviously, Alex Heisman started dealing with a little ankle injury in the late in the second half, but 
like I said, for the defense that was coming into the game, they had the injuries. For the offense, it was during the game where they were dealing with some of that stuff, especially on the offensive line. Yeah. <sighs> the, like, the and that's where, like, because, so I come down different on these two <sighs> things, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good for, one, though, for man. The, for the defense, I, I'm, I'm bought in hook, line, and sinker that they're still a very effective unit. But even with all the talent they have, it's it's hard to continue and to just hold off talented offenses well, like that for and, and so let's long be real. Let's be with real. the injuries. Ye- yesterday's first half performance from that group was, defensively, was that that was special. That yeah. was one of those scenarios where we could we couldn't have drawn it up in terms of a better start. The perfect scenario of generating pressure and actually getting to Josh. Josh was very much flustered and frustrated. I honestly, throughout this season, I haven't seen Josh look like that where he hasn't been able to make guys miss, especially that first wave of pressure. He's typically done a good job of extending that. And that first half, that was not happening. And then to see him be forced into turnovers like that in the first half, realistically could have been three. I mean, if they count the uh, the, the the sack yeah, by Cam Sutton, it was very questionable. But it could have been three turnovers in the first half. That was a rarity. That that has not happened a ton for Josh Allen and that Bills offense. So even with that, I'm just like, dude, that I don't I didn't even think that was gonna be sustainable necessarily, man. It's it's crazy, man. Crazy. So that I I put a lot more stock into the injuries on defense than I do on the offensive line, and here's why. You can't deny the injuries on the offensive line, but Arthur Motes, it hasn't mattered this season what bodies have been in there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's where it's more – I'm willing – I give the defense a longer leash. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say Okay. in that regard. I, I agree with you on that. Because, again, I'm not, I'm not denying that. that the offensive line has been decimated too, but we've – you know, it. even when they've had uh, more hands in that pile, it still hasn't been up to the performance level yeah. that – that we would desire. I agree with that statement. Yes, indeed. How, how do you feel about Coach T and the confidence boost? Is it a confidence boost this team needs? Is it to snap out of their funk? Is it a combination of all these things, Arthur Motes? What what can Coach T do uh, right now here on, hey, a little bit of a longer week now, right? We got one extra day. Right. Wait till Monday night till we get back uh, against Cincinnati. Man, I think the biggest thing for Coach T, man, first off, you just have to continue to address the elephant in the room. We know offensively right now we've been struggling. So I think for him, man, he's going to have to just have those hard conversations with those guys. Um, I thought that last night him pulling Deontay early in the game, I thought that that was a really good job by him, Uh, not only – you know, in terms of sending that message to him, but sending that message to the team that what we've been doing isn't enough. It isn't okay. And I think that he just has to reiterate that and double down on that throughout the week. I mean, I know you held that that expectation in the game in terms of the drops, but keep that same energy in the practice setting as well to ultimately let those guys know that even on practice, even in practice, it's not acceptable. You have to have this type of uh, – of of detailing your work. The standard truly is the standard, and that's on game days and throughout the week. I think that that's something that he's going to need to continue to harp on. Defensively, man, I just thought those guys just started to wear down in the second half, the amount of time they were on the field and things along that nature, along with the injuries. I thought that the dam just eventually broke. Right. But they weren't the issue. I mean, even with that, they only allowed 20 points when you really look at 
the whole game yesterday. If you more picks, right? Yeah. If you allow twenty points in an NFL game, let's be real, you should win that game. Particularly against a team that yeah had been scoring in the thirties almost and, every and, time and out. You, last, and you generate what multiple turnovers? You yep. end up with what two turnovers, two picks, mm-hmm. and then you still have the sack. So you checked all the boxes that you wanted to check. All of those things were good. Now, possession down, you had to be a little bit better. Obviously, that was related to Diggs, especially in the second half. But I thought for four quarters, they did enough to win. So, to me, you have to go back to the root issue. If we just got on the defense in that second half, that's not the root. That's something that's branched off from it, but that's not the root issue. The root issue is the lack of execution offensively, both as it pertains to the running game and with the passing attack right now. That's the biggest issue. So if you're Coach Tomlin, you address that uh, head on. You address that from the time you walk in on, on your introductory meeting on Wednesday morning to, you know, you, you going into to the hotel on a Saturday or, excuse me, on Sunday when, when, since it's a Monday night game coming up. But to me, I think that's the approach you have to take if you're Coach Tomlin, man, so that way this doesn't continue. I think that's well said, right? If you've uh... – if you got issues with your house, right, electricity, plumbing, whatever it may be, those are going to cause some other fallouts within the home. You diagnose that problem and you get it fixed. If you go to the doctor, Arthur Motes, right, and you're like, ah, well, uh, this is hurting and this is achy and I don't feel well here, and the doctor's going to diagnose what the problem is that's probably causing all these other things, right? Like, there, mm-hmm. there's always one root issue that you know those uh those roots dig deeper than others those right. problems are are more you know more uh more troublesome shall we say than others and, and yeah I, I think that's a good way to put it you you focus on what you know that you could control and what needs corrected here and, and you just try and go from there there's got to be it man steel city champs uh, wants to know uh your take on avery williamson's performance last night man i was actually really impressed with not only avery but marcus allen as well i thought those two guys did a really good job at the interior linebacker position we knew that they were going to be put into a very tough situation this being avery's first start with the steelers obviously him getting on a moving train and wearing the mic uh in terms of the actual green dot and then with marcus allen this being his first opportunity to play predominantly inside linebacker for four quarters, not just situationally. I thought both of those guys did well, both in the running game and the pass game. Obviously, Avery had some sticky situations where he was matched up against Cole Beasley, and that was more so a good job by Brian uh, Dabble, the uh, offensive coordinator for them. He's a good offensive coordinator, man. He's talked about as a new head coach uh, candidate, very similar to Eric Bieniemy, man, and he's been worth it. I mean, you've seen his development throughout the past three years up there. He took over when Josh Allen was drafted, and you can see both of those guys grow. But he did a good job of creating some of those matches where you were going to get Cole on Marcus Allen on uh, Avery Williamson. But the reason why I said that I was still impressed was this. I don't mind you getting beat on the route. Just don't get beat to your leverage side, which they did not do. But the thing they did do great was tackle the catch. Yes. I don't mind. If you're in a mismatch, okay, cool. Tackle the catch, though. Don't compound the the issue. Don't allow the guy to take advantage of the mismatch, and then you miss the tackle. And now instead of it being a five-yard gain, it's a 25-yard gain. I thought that they did a good job of flying around, making good open-field tackles, and just playing yeah. with great intensity, both of those guys. So, yeah, I, I liked what I saw with them. I think they're going to continue to get better the, the more opportunities they get, the more experience they have. I think that's well said. Yeah, I think those two performed well. In the face of, you know, everything that had happened and, and them kind of being thrust into those roles. I thought that was one of the encouraging things, definitely, that, that you could take from that game. Uh, Midwest Mouse 
wants to know, uh, would you consider sitting Deontay down against Cincinnati and let James Washington and maybe somebody else get some play? And Midwest Mouse also says it's still AFC Championship game or bust over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, obvi- I mean, obviously, baby. It's you got to win the division, then you got to get to the AFC Championship game, then you got to go to the Super Bowl, then you got to stand on that podium. It's pretty simple. I mean, you got to climb I the stairs. One plus one equals seven. You can't climb the stairway to seven without, you know, I mean, you got to get some steps there first, right? That's true. Wasn't it, um, I don't know, it was one of those philosophers. You know, <laughs> it was one of those one of those Socrates. It was one of them Stottles, you know, one of them Socrates. Socrates or Plato's yeah. or... One of them. <laughs> or, or, or Stottles. Yeah, one, one of them uh, guys. Or, I don't know, maybe it was like... Shun Tzu or, or somebody who said that a journey of uh, a thousand miles starts with a single step. Oh, you're right? very familiar with that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the AFC Championship that. game would be one of those steps. Uh, Arthur Motes, what would you do with Deontay? That's another conundrum for this offense, right? Because it's clear that he's their best playmaker. When he played, <laughs> when, he, when he was having drops in the first half, right. the offense was stagnant. When he left the field, the offense was stagnant. He comes back, we move the ball, we score a touchdown. It's a conundrum. <sighs> um, but in terms of Deontay, I don't go into this game benching him, I let his practice determine his play this week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I don't want to see drops. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I want to see you staying after and putting in extra work on the jugs machines. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you earn that spot. Now, if you're still continuing to have drops on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, well, then without a doubt, when come Sunday, I don't want to see you out there. I want to see James Washington heavy, heavy, heavy. But if Deontay is making his catches in practice, he is taking steps in the right direction, you can see the work and the improvement, well, then without a doubt, you use him because he is the the most dynamic receiver that we have in terms of being able to consistently get open. With Juju, he gets schemed open, right? We saw with some of the man-to-man that they were doing against him and how they would run some of the different crossing patterns to open it up for him, pick concepts. He's not beating a lot of true corners in in slot corners one-on-one. He, he'll get it on a linebacker, and even then it's not a lot of separation. It's right. more so combat catching. But we don't have a lot of separation guys that, that can do it fast. Claypool and Washington are more build-up to speed guys. You're more downfield threats. You can get a little bit more separation that way. But we're not seeing guys that are just winning early on outside of Deontay. So, yeah, if you're Deontay, and that's why it's frustrating because you know how significant Deontay is oh. to this offense. So if I'm Ben, I'm addressing Deontay personally. Like, look, Ben. I'm showing him the first half tape. I'm showing him the second half tape. And I'm letting him know this is a direct relation to your performance. You play well, we play well. You play bad, we look bad. Which one are you going to have us do? Which one can we expect from you going forward? Because it's to that point now in the season where you got to let me know who you are. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you an A player or are you a B player? If you're a B player, we'll use situationally. Well, you know, you'll be a higher in Ray Ray McLeod. Okay? But if you're an A player, I need to see that. And it needs to show up every day. Particularly, and, and, particularly right. in December. Absolutely, and yeah. and to me, that's going to be the big telltale sign, man. No, that's I think that's well said. It is, it is. Uh, Douglas tweets here. <laughs> I just don't think I can listen today. I'm like depressed. <laughs> oh, Douglas, I think we're all a little, you know, you know, it's all of a sudden. It's not so uh, sunshiny in Western Pennsylvania. This is true. It's a little overcast today. This I think, we, I think we finally did get our last nice day of the year. <laughs> uh, R. Bracey says it's time to stop talking and dancing and get serious and start playing some ball. No more TikToks, Arthur Motes? Well, this is my only issue. 
I know you like to keep that same energy. Right. So I don't have an issue with the TikToks, but I have an issue when you want to TikTok and dance on logos and do all this other stuff when you're winning. But now all of a sudden, we you lose last week, you lose this week, and now there's no TikToks post game. You don't even celebrate the touchdown that I thought should have been celebrated because you got them back within one score, gave them some life. But now all of a sudden, it's oh, uh, we don't, we don't want to celebrate now. To me, that that's front running. It's the difference between celebrating all the time and being a front runner. Ocho Cinco, he was gonna celebrate all the time, right? It didn't matter what stage <laughs> he was gonna celebrate, right? And, and and for those guys on that team, and knowing some of them. They were fine with it. They were basically like, well, you know what to expect. But don't give me, oh, we as long as we're winning and we're looking good, we'll celebrate all day. We're going to talk crazy, talk crazy to you. Guys pointing at guys, oh, I ran you up. We're going to dance over the body. But now all of a sudden that you're losing, now we don't see no nobody celebrated. Think about this. Washington scored, no celebration. Juju scores, no celebration. Ebron gets the two-point conversion, still no celebration. Since when we started doing that? It's been times we've been losing. So don't make it as if because we were losing in the game because we've seen well, Washington score. Exactly, we've lost to the game. We've still nothing. been celebrating. Right. Like we've seen scenarios like that, but now all of a sudden it's no, nah, no, nah, we don't dance no more. Like to me, that that's is just the sign of when you're young at that position, how guys tip it's hard for them to understand how to handle that, how to maneuver through, okay, celebrate but not celebrate too much. Oh, we're losing. Are we still allowed to like be happy now that we're enjoying it? Every game is different. Every game you have to treat as as its own unique situation. It looked as if they came into that game predetermined, like, man, no, nah, man, it's already been bad. We we can't be doing all that stuff right now. Like, no, nah, no, nah, because now your energy is off, man. Right. You play well when you're having fun. You play well when you're hyping each other up. And you got to do it like that, man. It doesn't matter, especially in a game where it was a one-score game like that, and it was still very much in, in, in the balance. Like, that game wasn't over. Like to me, that that's my bigger issue. I don't like I said. I don't mind you dancing, but keep the energy. Like if you're gonna do it, do it. Like if you're gonna be the high energy guy that we need, the fun loving guy that we need. Okay, well that was a scenario last night where we need that energy. A little boost. Give us the boost. Yeah. We they. I mean, they showed it on the Bills sideline, right? They, the game was nowhere near. I think it was like the fourth quarter. There still was like plenty of time. They were jumping up and, and down. They're, and they're hyping each other up. Yeah. Why? Because you feed off of your energy. So like that's all I'm saying, man. If you're the energy guy, be the energy guy. If you're the dance guy, be the dance guy. But make sure you're that all the time. Arthur Motes laying it down as only he can. We'll talk to the professor in the classroom here in about 20 minutes, uh, but we will get to more reaction to close out the first hour on the other side. Uh, keep those tweets coming in. At Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. He is Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler, and you are inside the Electric Factory listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. <laughs> This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, Arthur Motes. The, uh, I don't know, the little green onions baseline. It just feels right on this, it, it this is, gloomy it Monday. Is, it's iconic. It's, it's perfect, bro. Feels like driving to work 
on a non-victory Monday. Seriously, I, I thought it felt o- like where it's like, overcast. I thought it felt like chewing a uh, little, little chew tobacco, going on a, a, a Ferris roller coaster, and you know, <laughs> letting <laughs> the great Bambi, <laughs> letting whatever happened happen. You, you know? mean that wimpy deer? Oh, some some lady named Baby Ruth. I've heard of her. Yeah, my dad has a ball by her. She must be famous, huh? <laughs> Tonight, the Browns and the Ravens. They bob for apples in the toilet, and they like it. And Baker plays ball like a girl. Uh, Can I tell you one thing encouraging that happened yesterday in the National Football League? Uh, I can now say without a doubt that Baker Mayfield is the worst of the Oklahoma alumni quarterbacks in the NFL. Are we crowning him out the one game? I mean, number one, we, we we I two know you're not about Jalen the Hurts, you're not about the crown Jalen Hurts out the way game, man. Wherever. I mean, you know, tough life, Baker. Sorry about it, but but, but but I will say this though: if that is the case, then what does that <laughs> say about my dog Dak Prescott and what he was able to do against your boy Carson Wentz this year? And this whole just wait now, throughout the career. no, 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 no. no. Because if Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts is, is that off of one game, you know, if he, he's proven enough after that for one game, mm-hmm. that says a lot about Carson Winston. And if that says about Carson Winston, that says a lot more about my guy Dak Prescott. Eh. So it's a win for me. I'm good. It's a eh. reach, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. Go, yeah. go, go, Wentz. Yeah, how quickly you forget when your boy Dak fumbled the bag I, I don't in the last remember none five, of that. six games of last year nope. and the Cowboys blew a playoff I don't remember spot. none of that. I don't remember none of that. When Carson Wentz was throwing through a bunch of bums. All, all I know is... Dak has never been benched for performance. He is not. Mm. He is not. Mm-hmm. But all I know is he ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them bums ain't playing right now. Oh, not bum. No, no, no. Dak's not a bum. Dak's not a bum. No, no. Your boy Wentz is a bum, though. That's a bum. You know what? Dak's not a bum. You know what? Uh, I think I'm going to be wrong on the Wentz-Dak debate that we've had many times. All right? Still early in their careers, but you're winning the Josh Allen-Sam Darnold debate. Oh, I forgot about that one, yeah. But you know what? I think I won the Tom Brady debate from this offseason. So uh, yeah, what did we say his numbers were going to be? We said 4,300, 4, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. But remember, I had him 12th best quarterback in the National Football yeah, League. Yeah, I remember and, that. And I'm, you held absolutely. my feet to the fire. Yes, indeed. Where's his numbers right now, by the way? He's like, uh, you know what? That's a good question because I looked at this like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um... With four games left. Because I know we said the standard he needed, is he had to be over four Gs. We said that was uh, definitely 40, the standard. 4,300 yes. was our was our, was our Yes, bet. that was the mark. Yep. Um, where's the page right here? I just had it up. Yeah. Uh, he needed something like 20 or 270 yards in the last couple games. Let's mm-hmm. look here. He had against Minnesota only 196 pass yards. On mm-hmm. the season, Arthur Motes, he's got 3,500 pass yards. 35 pass yards. And he's got three, he got, what, games, three games left. left. So, I mean, um, it, it could happen. That's the only thing. I, you need him to put up like 400 yards passing in each of these last three no, games. No, no, no. Think about you, he's at 35. He's going to need essentially what? 43 for our bet. So, he's need what? About 800. Yeah. So, I guess. Yeah, yeah so, so right. that's only like. Yeah. So, it's a, it's like a two, little over like, 200. Like yeah. 270, 280. Yeah, yeah no, not crazy. That's doable. Yeah. that's doable. That's what I'm like. I mean, he can do it. That's the thing. It's just their offense is so out of whack, though, right now. I mean, it's weird to say this, but they ever are since. a weird team to watch. It's weird to say this, but ever since AB has gotten there, their offense does oh, not is look. Is it weird to say that, Arthur? No, but but not not even. <laughs> but and, no, I don't, right. and I don't want you're to right. say it like in the sense no, of like AB being a cancer, but it's just like their rhythm has been off in terms of it really has. their division of labor. It's like they Everybody do in the NFC. They have specific plays for A B, but it throws their offense so out of whack when they try to do some of the stuff. Yeah. It's crazy watching them right now, man. Let me ask you this before we get back to the Stillers. Uh 
besides the Packers and the Rams, maybe, is there anybody in the NFC that you feel good about, that you feel See, playing good football right now? You said Packers and the Rams. I still feel like it's flavor of the week with all those NFC teams. Yeah. Because these past two weeks we've been on them, but we've seen how two, three weeks prior to that where the Packers dropped the nasty one, the Rams looked like they were kind of dropping a little bit. I feel like all of those NFC teams have legit issues. Like, it's not like in the past where, okay, when the Rams were going on their tear, it was like, dude, the Rams look legit. Like, it's nothing you could do. Or when the Saints get hot, man, the Saints look hot. It's nothing they could do. All of those teams look vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, and, and even with the Chiefs and outside of them, I don't really see teams that are as, like, just flat-out dominant. I agree. And even with the Chiefs, it's like, because people will point to yesterday's performance against Miami. Well, maybe the Chiefs are falling out. And it's like, honestly, if you watch that game – they were sloppy early on, but they controlled that game from start to finish. And it got gory for a little while as well. Like, it was the weirdest three quarters of bad ball by Mahomes yep. slash great ball by Mahomes yeah. slash Tyreek Hill. And it was just like, oh, yeah, when, when they want to turn it on, like, it's, it was, it showed. It's very different from where we were this time a year ago. Because, like, this time a year ago, right, everybody thought the Chiefs are really good, the Ravens are really good, the Niners are really good, you know, and then you right. still had, like, the 13-win Packers. You still had some other teams that we kind of – even even the Chiefs, who everybody I think would agree right now, you know, if if every, if every you, you know, if you held a gun to everybody's head and said, all right, who's going to win the Super Bowl? I think the Chiefs would be the most popular answer you would get right yeah, now. I agree. But even that team has their flaws. Yeah. I mean – they did not look great against Miami. Miami in the first half was giving them some fits before finally Kansas City was just able yeah. to score points like they do. But I, that's why, to me, I said that was more on Mahomes. Uh, like, yeah. Mahomes, I don't know what was going on with him, man. He, they just he did not kinda, look good yeah, at the start Early of on, game. he was, like, sloppy, almost like – I'm like, yeah, went out the night before or something, man. Oh, like, like seriously, Beach. I was looking like, well, the only reason I, I said he probably didn't because well, obviously with the restrictions COVID. and stuff, but <laughs> I was like, dang, like, I saw the one play, he took like a 30-yard sack, and it's just him just trying to just do too much. I'm like, bro, what, what are you doing, Mahomes? Like, <laughs> just throw the ball away, bro. Like, stop. Yeah. And then you get a tip pass here, and then you get, uh, okay, obviously a bad pass by Mahomes. I'm like, dude, this, this is crazy. But even with all that, when I saw the scoreboard, I'm like, you're not going to tell me this is the first game. All this is the first game I think in Mahomes' career where he had multiple, multiple turnovers, interceptions, yeah. And everything that was going bad for those guys. And I looked up and I said they're still winning right now. Mm-hmm. I said that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And then we saw once they did decide to turn it on, they literally went up three scores in the blink of an eye. And the only reason they didn't cover was a garbage time field goal from the Dolphins. No, seriously, and like, I'm not complaining. It was crazy. Dolphins <laughs> plus seven and a half right here. Let's go, baby. It you was crazy, by the gambling, man. You die by the gambling. And I was living by it Sunday afternoon, baby. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. There was, there was. I don't think. I think this time last year, everybody kind of agreed: Chiefs, yeah. Ravens, Niners. Those teams are juggernauts. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, the Packers were kind of flirting with it. Yeah, I don't think anybody feels that way about. It. There's not a team we look at right now and say those guys are are cooking. Yeah, I don't see it, man. Like I mean, this teams that the that, Chiefs, we know what they're capable yeah, of, and they can turn it on. Absolutely, but they are like just blowing teams to, out to like me, they the were Chiefs, this time last year. To me, the Chiefs are the best. In that, from that standpoint, right? They they are the ones we hold at the highest. Then from there, the Packers, the Rams, they're in that mix. But like I said, it's more so which of those, which version of those teams are you getting? Right. Because these past two weeks, they've looked very complete. But like I said, just throughout the the recent couple of weeks, like it's not even as if we got to go back to the beginning of the season. Like four weeks ago was a different conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's my only thing is like we don't know what we're going to get from some of these teams. I mean, shout out to Washington right now. They're looking good against them. <laughs> they are. That defensive line, man. They are. Pro- bro, they scored. Tw- well, I think they scored twice on defense yesterday too, man. So. Chase Young. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's he done locked up that whole uh, mm. defensive uh, defensive rookie of the year situation. Man, he he has been a monster. I tell you what, they get some reinforcements on that offensive line. Yeah, maybe a franchise quarterback. What? I thought they had a franchise quarterback. Well, they got a guy that can win games for now, but what, I'm talking what? for the next 10 years. I was talking about the guy that, that can win games now, Haskins, right? That's Maybe. The, oh, I'm messing with uh, uh-huh. Are the Moats, you ready for the uh, Dwayne Haskins, the Pittsburgh talk to pick back up this? You ready for this, I thought Sam? it was Rosen. You know what? You, uh, Rosen, but you know what I, I saw last yeah. night on Twitter a few times from people, you know, the, the most hyperbolic amongst of Steeler Nation. Oh, can we, can we still get Sam Darnold? Is that still a possibility? <laughs> My man Ben had two bad throws, and we ready to just hang him out the dry. Like, this is crazy. The pick six before halftime, without a doubt. Yes, that was a absolute just disaster. The jump ball, it was an underthrow, without a doubt. It was a disaster. But we're not going to act like Ben was the reason yesterday now. Anytime, look, 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 we're we not going to do that. All right. <laughs> anytime that Ben, anytime Ben has a, a non-A-plus game. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Anytime that Ben has a non-A plus game, not saying that he plays bad, right? Right. Anytime that Ben does not play great, Mm -hmm. I am always reminded, my goodness, as a fan base, we are in for it when we finally have to go back on the market, when we have to go shopping for a franchise quarterback I don't think people understand what good quarterback play is, like... Dude, you, this is tough. It's tough to find a good quarterback in this league. Ben is a good quarterback. You don't just uh, – yeah, just the thought of – oh, hey, Ben's listen, moving for Ben, man. Listen, hey, man. Ben's the reason. No, 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 no. Ask Patriots fans what they're going through no, this no. year. And ask, they got a former, ask, listen, they got listen. former league MVP. Ask Bills fans. Ask Bills fans what you, it's been like. It's sweet now ask with Brown Josh Allen. what it's been like. It's sweet now with Josh Allen. You know the quarterbacks we can name that the Bills have had to endure throughout the past five years, mm-hmm. the past seven years, the past 10 years, past 15 years? Seriously, man. <laughs> ben is not the reason right now. Ben's fine. I mean, Steelers fans and Packers fans, when they have to replace their current legend in the next decade, I think they're in for a No, no, Packers, they, they, still, a, they still don't fully understand. Awakening. Yeah, Packers, they, far they went far Rogers. to Rodgers. Oh, they don't 30, understand. They've had 30 years exactly. of, of a franchise They do not understand. We, we're going to understand a little bit more because we haven't had that transition. Like some of the older Steelers fans yes. who lived between Bradshaw and Ben will, Correct. Yes. will, will be like, yeah, between you, 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 you go through your, your Maddoxes, your yeah. Stewards, like right. that that era. Right. Yeah. But we, we haven't had that just yet. We haven't, we haven't had no, the no, 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 no. You thought that, last year was, wasn't even a glimpse of it. No, 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 no. no. Trust, trust me, last year wasn't even a glimpse. You'll see. Hopefully you don't see. Actually, I don't want to say that because that, that hurts us. Right. I don't hopefully, want us to see. Hopefully we'll do the Packers thing yes. and we'll strike gold with the next Absolutely. you know franchise quarterback pick and we won't Absolutely. have to go through that. But I thought you said we were going to trade for Taysom Hill. <laughs> Wait, who's the next? Do we know who the next Trevor Lawrence is yet? Have we found the next Trevor Lawrence? Who because needs that's who we... that guy? We got Jameis that's going to be sitting here on the market, <laughs> low price. Jameis, Darnold, Josh Come Rosen. Come on, man. Dwayne and, Haskins. And, am I forgetting? Oh, Rosen. We got to get Rosen, yeah. too. Yeah, got to get Rosen. That, that one, right? Jameis. Darnold, Rosen, mm-hmm. and uh, and Haskins. We're gonna bring in all four like of those guys. Sounds like a nice law firm, though. Actually, man, like law firm. After Ben, we're gonna bring all four of those guys in. We're gonna throw them all to a wall in Latrobe. We're gonna yeah. see who sticks. Oh man. <laughs> On Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. Get your notebooks ready because uh, we'll go into the classroom with Professor Moats. On the other side, we'll continue to get to more of your reaction in hour number two as well. You're listening to Steelers Blitz. On SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio.
afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Feeling optimistic. Well, that's good. Wesley Euler, Arthur Mo, hour number two inside the Electric Factory. And uh, we are kind of back on schedule this week, at least. I mean, the Steelers don't play again until Monday, so Friday will be thrown off a little bit. Actually, in fact, uh, might as well go ahead and get this out there now, you know, so we don't get the angry tweets. Mm-hmm. No show on Friday. This is true. All right? I'm taking off. I'm out of here. For good? No, 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 no. Oh, I, just, right, just I, just, I just took Friday off. I got some family things going on with the missus. Yeah. I ain't know because I was going. I had your back. If you was going to be it, it's for good. I was <laughs> like, you know what? Out, well, you forget this out. show, too. And I don't like none of y'all. And I don't care about no grizz and no powers. And it's over. Take this with you still. You know what I mean? But now that, now that I know it's not that, I, I love you guys. This is awesome. It's my favorite place. Let's do it. There ain't no Eula without moats. <laughs> there ain't no moats without Eula. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's all good. It's all good. We've said this before, all right? If that time ever comes, if you've seen the movie The Town, all right, Straight Arthur like Mozart are going to be like, you know, I'm just going to walk in and I'm going to be like Ben Affleck, right? And I'm going to say, listen, I need your help, all right? We got to hurt some people. You can't ask me what this is about, and we're never going to talk about it again. And then Arthur Motes will be sitting there like Jeremy Renner with his you feet up, and he'll say, whose car are we going to take? It's that simple, man. <laughs> It's that simple. Uh, but no, I'm just I'm taking the day off on Friday, so Arthur Motes is getting the day off too. Uh, just Trust got me, some, you deserve it though, man. Some, You've been on the some, grind, uh, grind, bro. Some, uh, so just you know, just just going to see the mother-in-law and just doing some family things with the misses um, on Friday. So no show on Friday, but the good news with that is Motes is that we'll still be able to do our normal pre-show hijinks on Monday. Absolutely. All right, so we'll still sing the song. We'll still do all the five-star matchups and everything before, again, you know, I'm just getting this out there early before the angry tweets roll in. But one of the things that we do in a normal week that's been thrown off lately, but we're back on track this week, and what a good time to go into the classroom. It's Professor Motes. Uh, real simple. Everything you need to know about yesterday's contest, the good, the bad, the ugly, why it played out like it did. Get your notebooks ready because the professor is about to lay it down. All righty, all righty. Class is officially in session. And then for my uh, students out here, let me see you hold up a number four. Four? You see, I said hold up a number. I didn't say say the number four. Four? Ah, listen. There we go. Now, say the number five. Five? There we go. Say the number five. Five? Hold up the number four. Say the number five. Simon says five. Hold up the number four. They have zero to do with each other. I just wanted to see if you were going to follow after I had mixed up my number. So, with that being said, man, let's get this thing rolling, baby. The first point we got to talk about is fundamentals. Fundamentals, and in particular, we're going to point to Deontay Johnson, first half versus second half. Fundamentals of the catch. We talk about this. We highlighted it before. We said, what, your eyes have to see the ball to track the ball. Then from there, you have to have your hands extended away from your body. Once the ball hits your hands, you want to squeeze the ball, keep your eyes on the ball at all times, and then gradually bring the ball into your body tucking it away and maintaining possession then once that process is complete now you can take your eyes off of the ball and look to see where the 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 nearest defender is and how you can make a play when you do that as Deontay did in the second half we saw the impact we saw him come in right away make a guy miss make some plays in the receiving game but then we saw in the first half where that wasn't the case. We saw some of the inconsistency associated with it early on, which led to him being benched because of the lack of detail and the, because of the lack of fundamentals. And literally, when they freeze frame it, you saw it. Ball hits hands, head turn, both times, and that was the result. So hopefully, going forward, we will see a more focused version of Deontay and the receiving group as a whole 
as it pertains to their fundamentals because that's the biggest thing that's holding them back right now. It's not a lack of ability. It's not a lack of, you know, productivity. It's just simply not having the fundamentals every single time. So that's why that's the first point. The fundamentals have not been good for my mentals, Professor. Mm-hmm. But I got something for that, but I'll, I'll talk to you about that after class. Okay. All right. Time for number two. Can I hear number two? Number two. Can I hear it in another language, though? So hi. Can I hear it in another language? Those. Get your energy up. Come on, man. Keep that same energy, right? <laughs> Come on, man. Let me hear number two. Uh-uh. Come on, man. We, we, we don't have time for that. You know why? Because it's time for the next man up. You know what? Number two mm-hmm. hurts. Get it? Oh, I do like that. As like, long as it's over, like, wince. Like Jalen. Oh. You know, this week it hurts and it makes me wince. Yeah. Get it? I like it. I like it. But more importantly, what I like is this, the next man up. And we saw it once again play out in a big-time way. And we saw the guys step up in a big-time way. And the three people that I would like to highlight are this, or are these. Cam Sutton, Marcus Allen, and Avery Williamson. Mm-hmm. All three of those guys were thrust into some big-time action this week due to injuries and COVID. And all three of those guys, in my opinion, man, performed very well for four quarters. Now, obviously, they had some plays that weren't so good, but for the majority of the game, they played at a high level both in the run game and the passing game. And obviously, Cam Sutton generated a turnover as well. I just thought as a whole, man, knowing the situation, knowing how much of a disadvantage they were going to be at, those three guys, man, they they stood up in the face of adversity and really were a huge reason as to why this Steelers defense played well enough to win the game. That they did. But unfortunately, that was not the case. Well, and that's why we said well enough to win. But just because <laughs> you play well enough to win in one phase, that doesn't talk about the other two phases. And that's why we talk about a complete game is going to take you being good and above the line in all three elements and we saw all three aspects at times struggle a little bit yeah we, we saw Andre Roberts start to have some success in the return game obviously we talked about the offensive issues and then defensively later on in the game man the dam did break they they had issues trying to stop Stefan Diggs but the next man up man I, I, I was very impressed though like I said with those three guys Cam Sutton Mark Allen, and Avery Williamson now time for the third point are you ready for this I am the Jeff Reed point Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Ha ha. Look, 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 at, look at this guy over here, man. He's here all week, all right? But the third point, man, is, is the importance of organic pressure. Now, we know we always like to talk about organic, right? That's like the new healthy wave going around, man. I got organic drinks. I got organic burgers. I got organic everything. It's just it's organic, so it has to be better. And in this scenario, organic is better as it pertains to blitzing versus generating pressure with your front four, especially when you're playing Josh Allen. Josh has been a guy all season that when you do try to pressure him, especially blitzing him, he does a great job of making the first guy miss the first wave miss, and then he extends plays and really puts a lot of stress and strain on your back end. We in Pittsburgh have been able to avoid that because we've been able to generate pressure typically with our front four. We've seen it where we've talked about not having to blitz, right? Organic pressure. Organic. But we saw yesterday where it became less organic and more synthetic. We saw it become less organic and more tampered with. We talk, I mean, they highlighted it yesterday, man, in terms of just how often we were blitzing. And not just any blitz. We're, we're, we're blitzing one, two. I mean, sometimes we're in cover zero. I'm just like, bro, this, this is bad. And I was a little alarmed by it, but I won't say I was surprised. Yeah. I was alarmed because the Bills, their weakest part of their offense is their offensive line. 
between opt-outs and injuries, that is by far the weakest part. So, like I said, that element of it, I was a little bit surprised that they were able to stand up the way that they did against us in our, in our front four. More importantly, Daryl Williams versus TJ Watt. That was very surprising to me. I was surprised by that, too. Yeah, like we but, talked about, I yeah. thought I thought T.J. Watt was going to have a showcase early game on, on national early television. Early on, he was generating some pressure, but we never saw that back-breaking play that we were expecting from him. And that did, you know, uh, I think that that played a role into why we started to blitz a lot more. But then we saw, okay, once we got out of not getting pressure with the front four, and now you start blitzing, what does that do on the back end? It puts you in some very, very compromising positions between one-on-one matchups where that's where you would see some of the scenarios where you're getting an Avery Williamson on a Cole Beasley. Right. Or you saw the scenarios where you're having to play fire zone coverage and it's, basic, it's basically just cover three. And Diggs picking that apart, man, in terms of finding the, the hole there and then Allen being able to do what he does. But that's why it's important to be able to continue to generate pressure organically. If you can't do that, that's going to be an issue that's going to really present itself going forward for this defense and change the structure of it, especially when you're talking about getting a little bit thinner in that secondary. Yeah. You don't want to go that route of we're getting thin, let's keep blitzing and taking guys out of coverage. No, you want to keep it where I'm able to generate that pressure up front. So that's going to be something that we're going to definitely have to watch going forward. Got a lot of things to watch going forward, Professor. Absolutely, I'm running out of space man. in my notebook. Absolutely, here. baby. It's one of those things, man. But it's all good because we got two points left. Okay. But this is that fourth point I told you about. Okay. So let me hear you say four. Far. You should have some four. You should have some some practice on this. Let me see you hold up four. Good job. And then let me get Simon four. Says, there we go. Let me get four in one other language one time. One time. Far. That sounds repetitive, but it's all good. But Quattro. either way, there we go. There we go. But either way, this is what we need to talk about. Getting new problems. Getting new problems. Mm. And the two problems that we've seen now throughout this season that has not went away are the drops and the lack of an efficient and effective running game. Mm. At this point in the season, this cannot continue on if you want to have success. The postseason is essentially three to four weeks away for us, right? We do not have the luxury of continuing with these drops and running game efficiencies come in, uh, come come the playoff time. Yeah. We have to address both of those. We said we could do it in house. Now I think the running uh, the the drops are going to be a lot easier to fix than the running game. Obviously, with the running game, it's going to be a large it's going to be largely dependent on the health and return of Matt Filer and Kevin Dotson. But right now, man, these are two issues that have continued to plague us, and we're seeing now. Versus two teams that one is a good team, one is a really good team, but two teams that don't beat themselves and that play fundamentally sound ball, how these issues were magnified. So that's something that we got to get. We got to get that addressed. We need new problems. We cannot continue to have the same old issues yeah. for another week, man. That, that's going to be a recipe for disaster going forward. And we don't have much time left going forward, Professor Motes. <sighs> got to get it true. right pretty quickly. Yes, indeed. All right, so you ready for the fifth and final point? Are you ready for this, man? Oh, you know it. All right, so I want you to write this down in ink. Okay. okay no pencil. This okay. is in ink. I want you to simply write what's next. Okay? What's next? And you have two options. Okay? You can seek comfort or you can find solutions. Oh. It's that simple. Because right now we're at a crossroads. Right now we've dropped two in a row. Right now, we're, we're seeing some issues continue on. We're having guys have to step up in, in new potential roles as well. Not even talking about, I mean, more so about the offensive line, just different guys having to play and things like that. 
But we have to decide, are we going to seek comfort and go the route of, well, man, we haven't had a buy since early in the year. Man, we've had to do all this. You know, teams starting to figure us out. We're going to go that route. Or are we going to say, all right, how do we find a solution to this? We saw a little bit of success in the running game when we went to some of the pre-snap shifts and motions. Now, obviously, we went away from it, but it did show a glimpse of hope. We did see consistency in the in the catching element of the past game in the second half we did see that so we know it's there we know we're capable of it we saw a, a defense that was banged up still produce a good amount of turnovers and generate pressure early in the game we've seen these things so now we need to find out how we can make that happen every time not just situationally so that's why I ask you, and I want you to write it in, 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 in ink mm. you decide are you seeking comfort or are we finding solutions this week I'll tell you, for me, I'm finding solutions. That's what I do. That's what we got to do, right? I mean, it's that simple, baby. It is that simple. But those, those are the keys, man. And a quick recap, just so that way, because I know it was a lot, mm -hmm. and I know y'all got to get ready for class. Mm -hmm. I got the, and you know I don't write hall passes, so it's that simple. <laughs> so, number one, fundamentals, all right? The fundamentals of a catch, at, specifically Deontay Johnson. Number two, next man up. And the next man up that played well in terms of Cam Sutton, Marcus Allen, and A.V. Williamson. Number three, the importance of organic pressure. We don't want a blitz. We want pressure with the front four, okay? Mm -hmm. Then after that, the fourth thing was getting new problems. No more drops and running game issues. We need new issues. This has, this has to be just yesterday. It's, 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 it's long Last overdue. Last week. Long overdue. And then the fifth and final thing that you wrote down in ink, because we're not changing our mind on this. We only decided once. What's next? Are you seeking comfort? Are you seeking solution? Circle your answer. Don't change it. Don't look back on it. Burn the bridges, all right? Is that simple? When, I mean, burn the boats. Is that simple, all right? Whatever you circle, well, that's what we're rolling too. with. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm never looking back. I, I'm not looking back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Professor, we're not seeking comfort, but we got to get out of here. Yeah, so y'all get, get up to, here, you man. We get through our next class on time. I'm not go trying ahead. to get fined, Professor. Go All ahead. right, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Go ahead. <laughs> Great stuff, as always, from Professor Motes in the classroom. It's all on the table, folks. Anything you want to discuss, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 The Body. On the Twitter.com. We'll get to more of your reaction as we continue the second hour of the show on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Hey. 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 Sorry, Motes, I had to pause there for a second. I had to finish chewing my granola bar over here. It's all good. I like how you timed it up perfectly, too. Let me put the granola in as we're coming back from break. I like that. Listen, I've never been on... Uh, <laughs> And I've never been the sharpest tool in the shed. I was like, man, you realize, right. like, I can hear the music playing when you open the rap. I'm like, <laughs> does he not hear the music playing? That lets me know we're coming back from break right now. I told you. <laughs> you took a bite. I'm like, ever, oh, he's wilding. <laughs> ever, since, ever since early October when I started uh, doing the solo show on ESPN Pittsburgh 2, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's tough. Because Bruh. from noon till like 7 or 9 o'clock, depending on the day, I'm behind a microphone. So I got to get my snacks. I got to get my granola bars, my trail mix in when I can, Motsi. All right? Yeah, don't, be was, don't be judging me. I, I'm not judging. I was just laughing to myself like, he really took a bite I'm with the music Motes. playing. I'm like, the return. The music comes like, on. The and music I, is I, on. I hit, I hit the return bed and Motsi is <laughs> looking at me and I'm just chomping away over here. I'm like, hold on. Not, 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 oh, it's still a commercial playing. The music just is give playing. Me, just give me a few. Just give me. <laughs> 
Just, just give me a minute here. Just, just give me a minute here. This dude funny, man. Arthur Motes, Annie wants to know on the Twitter.com, most important thing that the uh, Steelers can address over the next three weeks. One thing most important, if you could pick, for them to get right over these next the three drops. weeks. It's definitely the drops. Um, we've Even seen, more so than the play of the offensive line, yeah? Absolutely, because yeah. we've seen the quick passing attack. You can use that to complement an offensive line that's struggling with injuries. We've seen New England do that numerous times with Brady. Their offensive line was not good, but the, the just the sheer timing of getting the ball out that fast, now when you need to hold the ball a little bit longer to throw it, defenders are already a little bit gassed, a little bit tired, and things like that. So I think you can get away with the O-line a little bit as long as these guys are catching the mm-hmm. ball. When they drop the ball, that's what kills yeah, everything. kills everything. And that's the problem. When you're doing a pass-heavy attack – your margin of error, it Gotta drastically decreases. That's yeah. that's the issue. And that's why we, we talk, but you can't be one-dimensional like that because it puts so much more pressure on everyone to execute. Whereas when you're running the ball, it's not necessarily the same. A bad running play or, or, or a running play that only gets you one or two yards is still isn't viewed as negative as a, a drop pass. Like, that that's the part that kills you. It's just like, yeah. dang, we didn't get – Anything. The clock stops. Clock stops. And, like yeah. it's nothing good. No momentum. Like not resting everything. your defense. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So that that's my only. That's a good for call. me. Why I would say the drops, man. If you address that, that at least lets the offense still continue to move the ball. We talked about the Deontay drops early on. One was on a possession down over doing an easy first down. Mm-hmm. Like those are the type of stuff that kills you more so than the the O line and some of their yeah. injuries and then the running game and not being effective and efficient. If you can at least consistently catch the ball and move the ball, you'll be fine. Uh, Randy wants to know, you know, Dabati played in the league. Does he think the team is just playing fatigued at this point? Um, I do think fatigue has played a role in it, but every team at this point in the season has that fatigue element. I understand people point to the bye week being early, but as I stated before, man, you 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 can have bye weeks whenever. It's, it's just it's one of those things. There's no rhyme or reason to, oh, yeah, this if you have the bye week in week eight, it's better for you versus if you have it in week four, it's better for you. Like, I don't really buy into all of that from personal experiences, but I do think that they did look a little bit fatigued. And we talked about more so not them looking fatigued, more so just looking banged up, right? especially late in the game. That, to me, was the more alarming part, but most of the could have played into that. They traveled the day of the game. Obviously, they played three games. That was their third game in 12 days, and it was against a really good and really physical Bills team. I mean, what do we expect? If this was Baltimore they played against, we wouldn't be acting as if they were tight. We just say, man, that was a physical team. Anytime you play, you know that's what we expect. People, it was the Tennessee Titans. Right. People haven't Henry. watched Buffalo. I yeah. mean, we talk about I'm like, dude, Buffalo no, is a legit they a team. team yep. They play physical ball, but they have the tools to beat you passing the ball because of Josh Allen. They're a good team. So that, that to me, I thought was more the case than necessarily them just being fatigued at that particular stage in the season. I think that's a good call by you. Um, Mr. Taylor wants to know thoughts on the offense becoming too predictable. I mean, yeah, that's kind of yeah. particularly, right, like Arthur Motes said, and all these things work hand in hand. The drops, the play mm-hmm. of the offensive line, the lack of the run game, but you're right. when The one thing that we really thought was the bread and butter of this offense was that short passing attack. When that is struggling, now, I mean, you, you become one-dimensional, you become yeah. very predictable. Absolutely, man, very much, very much. And they're in a situation right now, like I said, due to some of the injuries and obviously the 
the MO being out on them in terms of the short passing attack, they are going to have to figure out some new ways to get creative on offense. They're going to have to really challenge themselves in terms of Randy Feekner, Matt Canada, Ben Roethlisberger. They're going to have to get in the lab and, and, and figure out what can we do now because we first did this. Then we went to this as a response to this, and now we went to respond. We went to this as a response to that, but now it's like, okay, we we can only band aid it so much. Right. So what's the next band aid we're gonna do since we haven't ever addressed the root issue this season? We got a couple questions. Um, Steel City GF, who else here? Randy. Uh, a couple people want to know your thoughts on Chase Claypool. What's going on with him? What's going on with his usage? Has he hit a rookie wall? Is it a schematics thing? I uh, haven't seen too much of Chase these last couple weeks. Yeah, but it's weird because he he does play. But I mean, I even said this when I think they played the Titans. I said even when he's out there, he wasn't being targeted. Right. It, that was the weird part to me. They use him as the decoy or the the run blocker, versus actually you know taking multiple shots with him using his 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 gifts to you know right. your advantage. That to me has been the most surprising thing. But I don't think it's it's definitely not him being in trouble because it's not the Deontay Johnson scenario where we saw them legit bench Deontay Johnson in that first half. There was no debate about it. He was on the bench. That's not the case with Jane. Like, like with uh, with Claypool, he's still involved. He's still getting out there, but I just don't think it's to the 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 liking, or the, we don't think it's the amount that he should have compared to what we equate him being from a value standpoint. We look at Deontay and the amount of targets he gets. When you look at Judy, the amount of targets he gets, we feel Claypool should be in that same vein from a target standpoint, but he's just not. Yeah, like I said, I don't yeah. know why but he's just not it's, it's definitely not an injury thing it's definitely not a him in trouble thing so i don't necessarily know what that whole situation is man certainly something to keep an eye on here as we roll forward in the last three games of the year uh let's take another break here to get our clock back on track when we return here we'll get to the last of your guys reaction for our final segment get to some of these final questions that we haven't gotten to yet uh we've also uh got some new audio here from cam hayward that I'll play as well before we get out of here. We'll do all of that when we wrap up the show. On the other side, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's Steelers Blitz on SNR. My grandma and your grandma are sitting by the fire. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All righty, wrapping up the show. Before we get to some reaction uh, from Cam Sutton and from Cam Hayward, let's get to some of your final questions on the Twitter.com. Arthur Motes. Uh, let's see here. Ryan in Nashville wants to know, when is Vince Williams allowed to rejoin the team? And also, what is Robert Spillane's outlook uh, for his return in the time frame there? For Vince, it depends. I it, think he has another week because he was a positive test. Was he, he a positive test? I thought he was a okay. positive. I didn't think he He's was a, a positive. It's ten trace. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like he would. So it'd be ten days from Wednesday. Is it, 
Was it Wednesday when he got put on it? Uh, I, no, it was later in the week. Was it? No, it was like Friday when he got uh, put on yeah, the I list. I think you're right, yeah. actually. Which means that he yeah, probably. It, I think he's going to miss this one for right. next week as well already. Yeah, too. but it was definitely Friday time frame because I remember when we came in here. I want to say we already did our show beforehand. I think you're right because I had him and Avery as my two inside that's guys right, that I wanted right. to see, and that's now right. he doesn't. He's not out there. No green dot, and that's <sighs> why you went to Avery Williamson with the green dot. In Spillane's outlook, uh, they haven't been very specific with his injury, which makes yeah. me think that it's maybe worse than originally yeah. thought. It, it, I mean, the way it looked to me, it looked like MCL. I've had MCL before. Why them saying it's not surgery, uh, not surgical? MCLs typically don't need surgery, but the problem is they typically take four to six weeks to really heal, and that isn't even a hundred percent. That's just healed enough for you to go play. So. I understood what Coach Tom was saying in terms of, and like I said, we don't know 100% it's MCL, but because they haven't said it, that's what is making me believe it yep. is. And everything from watching it on tape and, like I said, being in very similar situations and having that injury multiple times, that's what it looks like. They like say you're going to feel good some days, but other days you're, you're going to have some issues. Then laterally trying to move, you're going to feel that. They put you in a brace and, you know, just try to manage your pain tolerance. But the problem is you're doing this at the end of the season where you're already sore, you're already fatigued, you're already banged up. So a lot kind of goes into that whole element, man. So I, I don't anticipate him being back regular season. If I think best case scenario, you're hoping for playoffs, but yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's a, it's a weird little injury, man. It's, it's like I said, it's not enough for surgery, right? But it's enough to really put you down for a little while, man. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, TC wants to know, with no running game in the O-line not being able to give Ben time, what else is there they can do other than the short passing game? Huh. Improve in those other areas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little handcuffed. Yeah, without a doubt. Very, very much handcuffed. But that's that's the, the, the predicament they're in right now, man. <sighs> Let's do one more here before we get to the audio. Uh, G-Rob. Shout out to G-Rob. My Iowa State brethren. I <laughs> Cyclones gave my Mountaineers a beatdown a couple weeks ago. Although, you know what? We're going to return the favor in basketball this week. Ooh, okay, okay. Talk greasy then. Uh, G-Rob says, last year we talked a lot about how well the diminished Steelers team was coached uh, because what they were accomplishing on the field. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it's only two losses, but how does coaching play into what looks like a team that is now struggling here in 2020? And how does Mike, Mike Tomlin turn it around? Yeah, I think the biggest thing we talked about a little bit earlier is yeah. you have to figure out how to address and motivate and get a better plan for the offensive element of the ball. Defensively, like I said, with all the things that they were missing yesterday, they still did more than enough to win. They generated the turnovers early on that they should have went into the half with the lead. Let's yeah. be real about yeah. it. They were playing that type of ball. And then even in the second half, they still were able to hold the Bills to some field goals down there, which really kept us in the game late and, you, later on. They kept us in the game, in 2020, man. yeah. So I, I don't think the issue is a defense, uh, a defensive issue, and I know that's directly what pertains for Mike Tomlin. But the thing for Mike Tomlin is, number one, he trusts his offensive guys in terms of Randy Feekner, in terms of uh, Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger. He trusts those guys. That's why he implements them and lets them have their kind of free range. Every coach is different. Andy Reid, he's hands-on with the offense, but he allows their defense to have free reign. When you talk about Buffalo – Sean McDermott is hands-on with the defense. He allows that offense. He's like, hey, man, Brian, you, hey, you, you handle that. <laughs> so that's the same scenario here. So it's not as if that's anything new or far-fetched. But Randy Feekner, Matt Canada, and Big Ben, they have to, they, they're going to be the ones that are really going to have to address these drops and really address yeah. that element of it. Coach Tomlin did what he could do in terms of pulling Deontay off the field. But 
that doesn't address the other stuff. And that's why I say with with Feekner, with Canada, with Ben, it's going to be on those three guys because those are the three decision makers when it comes to the offense. Those are the three guys that dictate the tempo. They determine the philosophies and things like that. So they have to really address that. That's not a Coach Tomlin thing. As much as people want to put it right, on him, right. he's the head guy. Get that? No, no, no. It's the difference between being the head guy and actually going down and looking at, okay, your job is this. You are you are here for that reason. Do your job. That's not on Coach Tomlin right there. Let's hear from uh, from some of those guys. Cam Sutton, Cam Hayward, Juju Smith-Schuster. In that order here, uh, speaking to the Pittsburgh media, uh, a little post-game reaction from three guys, uh, who obviously a big part of the game plan again here. Cam Sutton, Cam Hayward, Juju Smith-Schuster. Hey, Cam, uh, uh, could you talk about that, seg- you know, that 50-second span at the end of the first half, and then they come out and score two touchdowns on you on the first two possessions of the second half. How much of that just turned the game completely around? Yeah, obviously, um, game, game changing plays, game changing uh, sequences. Um, you know, uh, obviously you gotta battle through adversity, you know, testament to our guys, keep fighting all the way down to the end. Uh, they just made a few more plays than we did tonight. Uh, hats off to those guys and we get ready to you know, roll for next week. Hey Cam, the way you guys have played in the last three weeks, does it feel like the margin of error for the defense is back to being razor thin, kind of the way it was last season when it was almost like you guys had to play a near perfect game to to have a chance just with the offense going through some struggles? Uh, I don't really look at that. Uh, you know, I think as a defense, we just got to get off the field. Um, when we do get red zones, we got to um, surrender three or less, um, and we need to do that. You know, we understand you can be put in some tough situations, but, you know, it's our job to, you know, battle through adversity um, and not let it be a factor. You know, whatever's going on, that's no indication of how we get off as a defense. To do 10% on third downs, what, what do you feel like wasn't working for you guys on those uh, important possession downs? I mean, honestly, it was, uh, you know, we just got to make our plays. Um, we fell short. We got a couple guys injured, and you know we got guys playing some positions, and uh, we try to make the best out of it. And you know, like I said, uh, we just didn't make our plays on our end, and they they did. Um, they had more takeaways. Cam, uh, Mike Tomlin said you guys were a little limited schematically uh, based on all the attrition on defense. Did, did you feel that having an effect as the game wore on? Um, I want to say that. You know, obviously, we had a great first half. Um, you know, things we got in good flow. And uh, obviously, you know, it's football. It's a game. It's a game of life. You know, obviously, both teams make adjustments. And like I like I stated earlier, you know, they made a few more plays than we did, um, especially the second half. Um, obviously, we already talked about how they came out in the second half um, and put together two scoring drives. You know, so uh, obviously that starts with us first. You know, and, and, and you know, we just gotta hold each other accountable, hold everyone accountable. And like I said, put the preparation and work in this upcoming week and get ready for the next week. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys clinched a playoff spot at about four o'clock when that Chiefs game's finished. Yet, obviously, the level of play doesn't look like it did a couple months ago. Do you attribute that to just our teams figuring you guys out a little bit, or are you just running out of healthy bodies? Play like crap today. Simple as that. You know. We can sit in here and talk about our defense in the first quarter, but after that, it all went to went to hell. You know, we gotta we gotta figure out what we're doing. Um, 
whoever's in there has got to be responsible. Um, and it's up for the older guys to step up as well, including myself. You know, we can sit here and say it's a young guy and he's in a new position, but as an older guy, we need to alleviate the pressure, whether it's communicating better and getting more pressure. Um, you know, everybody's got to be on their piece and cues. Um, as a defense, we got to be as a whole. We don't just single out one guy. Do you feel like this is a, a kind of a gut check for you guys right now that, that you need to rediscover some kind of identity or something that, 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 that you had earlier in the season? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for us, it's just more so like, you know, executing the plays um, that the team called. Um, at the end of the day, getting on the guys, making blocks, uh, getting the running game going, getting the passing going. Um, but like I said tonight, you know, we, we fell short. And, you know, earlier in the season, you know, we, we did those. You know, we made plays and win games and on both sides of the ball. And then, like tonight, you know, we, we didn't um, we didn't get the, didn't get the job done. Cam Sutton, Cam Hayward, Juju Smith-Schuster speaking after the loss uh, last night to the Buffalo Bills twice now for the Steelers in a row. Uh, no excuses being made there, especially from Cam and from Juju. Uh, it's about execution. We weren't good enough. That's what you want to hear from your leaders, and let's uh, let's see them get in the lab this week. Now they got an extra day as well, too, to prep uh, before next Monday, Sunday night football. Or sorry, Monday night football, pardon me, in Cincinnati. Uh, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes with you here. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Motesy, uh, you'll never believe this, people. He's been nabbed to do televisions. He's been nabbed for the Stellar's TV. Oh, he's so big time. I hope I can get there someday. I tell you what, that Arthur Motes. Yeah, maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe it is the hair. Maybe the hair's betraying me. Maybe that's why I can't get on TV. Eh? Too much hair. Uh, so let's check on a couple more tweets here. Before we get out of here, Jason tweets um, about the potential of giving our backups some more meaningful reps going into the playoffs, giving these guys some needed rest, uh, particularly once the division is locked up in the first round by seems to be out of the equation. Yeah, that's something most and I talked about uh, in the first hour of the show. I think they definitely consider it. You take care of business against. Cincinnati next week, uh, even if, and you know, this leads kind of nicely into uh, another quick mention for tonight. Uh, tonight's Monday Night Football contest is big between the Ravens and the Browns. Obviously, if the Browns win, they've still got a chance to catch the Steelers for the division title. If the Ravens win tonight, if they take down Baker in the Browns, uh, the Steelers will have clinched the division and won't have to worry about that going forward. So I think there's a balance there. Uh, if the Steelers can still lock up the division I think there is a chance that they'll rest some guys down the stretch. Maybe Big Ben. We've heard some concerns about his knee. Uh, who knows how serious that is? We got a couple of tweets about that today too. Um, some of the guys on defense who just look a little worn down. Maybe there is an opportunity for the Steelers at the end of the season to potentially rest some guys. But again, you got to kind of take care of uh, take care of business here first in the interim, or get some help from Baltimore, which would be nice as well too, uh, get the division locked up and then we'll go from there. We'll start to, uh, you know, get the division locked up and get back on track next Monday, uh, against Cincinnati. And then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. We'll evaluate the last two games. Of course, the, the final game at home against Indy and the Colts. And then obviously, uh, into January, the final week 17 game in Cleveland against the Browns. Uh, let's take care of business against the Bengals. Let's hope we get a little help from Baltimore as well, too. They owe us after all that crap they put us through around Thanksgiving. And uh, and then we'll go from there. We'll kind of recalibrate 
and reevaluate what we think in, in terms of the division and resting guys and, and heading into the playoffs. So that'll do it for today. Uh, thanks to everybody. Again, I know we say this, we kind of become a, a little bit of a broken record in this regard, but the participation has been awesome on Twitter. Uh, we really appreciate your feedback, how involved you guys are with the show. Uh, let's keep it going on Wednesday because no show tomorrow, as you know. Mike Tomlin press conference here at noon on SNR, a typical Tomlin Tuesday. Uh, so no moats and I tomorrow. So we'll be back uh, to talk to Yins on Wednesday as we'll give some final thoughts uh, about the Bills game on Wednesday. We'll have some injury updates from Coach T, hopefully, as well, too. We'll know more about the status of of guys like Kevin Dotson and Matt Filer and, and maybe even Robert Spillane going forward here as well, too. And obviously, you know, later on in the week, we will start to, uh, to look ahead towards those Cincinnati bungles uh, on Monday, uh, just a week from today. So thanks, everybody, for rocking with us today. You know where to find us and when to find us on Wednesday. As always, high noon, and you know where. It's on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.